Whether it's helping to finance Bangladesh's first ever utility scale solar power plants. We helped structure the financing and provide first ever 15 year loan for the first grid connected solar project in the country. Or developing infrastructure projects in Nigeria. Garanko's involvement through technical assistance, that support has been significant in, in developing everybody to where it is today. Blended finance is key to developing local capital markets in lower income countries. You're listening to the Garantco Blended Knowledge Podcast Series, and the first episode is on blended finance. Garantco is a private infrastructure development group company and was designed as a specialized blended finance facility set up to help mobilize long-term local currency infrastructure financing in lower income countries across Africa and Asia. I'm your host, Marjolein van Kampen. To support the alleviation of poverty in lower income countries, it is critical to improve infrastructure and build on the ground capability to develop local capital markets in order to facilitate the financing of those infrastructure projects. Unfortunately, in reality, creating affordable infrastructure can be very challenging. To find out what those challenges are and how blended finance bridges the gap, I'd like to first bring in Garantco CEO, Las Pereira. Las, what are the main challenges in financing infrastructure in Africa and Asia locally? So Marlene, infrastructure is an asset class that needs long-term financing and for it to be affordable so that the poorest people in the world can access it, then it needs to really be financed in a currency that is the same as the revenues it's earning so that it's not basically exposed to uh, significant currency risks. And it needs to be able to access that financing at, at affordable interest rates. And really, in that is where the challenges sit. So a lot of developing countries are at this stage unable to provide long-term local currency financing at affordable interest rates. Typically what we see are high double-digit interest rates, very short tenors, uh, typically three years. And a lot of this is driven by a limited understanding of project financing by the local banks and local investors, you know, who demand very uncommercial terms like um, 100% collateral or security for providing the financing to this infrastructure. Um, One of the things that Garanko is trying to do is work with these risk-averse financial market investors and, and, and also with their regulators to try and help address some of these common barriers that developers uh, are facing in uh, building infrastructure, affordable infrastructure in these, uh, in these countries. And why is it so important for local capital markets to play a role in addressing the infrastructure financing gap? Well, I think there are two reasons. Um, the first is that local capital markets and local investors will understand the reality of their market better than investors from outside. And a lot of these countries are prone to significant volatility. And as a consequence, you know, infrastructure to be affordable and to be sustainable needs stability. And local investors and local capital markets understand their reality better than external investors would and can provide that stability of financing uh, for the long long term that, that helps infrastructure become affordable. Secondly, they, you know, if, If I were an external investor, I would want to see 
in local investors investing in their own infrastructure before I was prepared to put my money as well into that. And so local investors play an important role in building confidence in an in a infrastructure uh, opportunity that will attract other capital in as well from outside. So I think you know those two reasons are the key reasons why we feel local capital markets need to be part of the solution for financing infrastructure. And why are investors in lower income countries reluctant to diversify and invest in infrastructure projects when in developed economies they are viewed as safe asset classes? It's a great question. I think the the reality is that there's a capacity gap. And what I mean by that is uh, local investors just don't have the experience of investing in infrastructure sufficiently to be able to do it um, on a regular basis. And, you know, in, in our industry, we call that credit risk, the ability to assess credit risk. And that's what we try and do with our guarantee. We basically, um, because Garanco has very high credit ratings from Fitch and Moody's, we're able to create a halo effect around the investment that attracts those investors in. And what we're hoping to do over time is to reduce the amount of guarantee we want to provide them because we're building their capacity to understand how to invest and assess credit risk of infrastructure to the point that at one point, hopefully in the, in the near future, they don't need any more guarantees and are able to invest directly because they really understand what they're putting their money into and are comfortable doing so. So we now got a sense of the challenges but how does blended finance tackle these issues? So from a Garanko perspective, we use blended finance in three ways to help address the capacity gap that I mentioned. Um, first, actually, Garanko in its 15-year history has always been a blended finance organization. So what I mean by that is we, ha- we get equity from public sector donors, which is basically the money that we use to pay out under our guarantees, if they're called. But what we are allowed to do um, through our ratings, which are provided by private sector rating agencies, which are uh, Fitch and Moody's, they, that we're allowed to leverage that equity three times. So that means that we're able to take a little bit of about money from the, private, from the public sector and mobilize up to three times private sector capital with that using our guarantees. And what we do when we provide those guarantees in themselves to a transaction is we are mobilizing additional capital in those transactions. So to give you an example, in an infrastructure project, the debt component of an infrastructure project is typically 60 to 70%. And then there's 30% of equity, which we would not be guaranteeing. Now, we can provide guarantees, which are typically around 50 to 75% of the total debt amount. So really what I'm trying to say here is that by providing one of our guarantees, we are able to mobilize a lot of money, which we're not guaranteeing as well, and therein create more blended finance. So as a whole, and historically, if we look back, what Grank has been successful in doing using blended finance is to mobilize uh, for every $1 of public sector money that we have, up to $12 of private sector money. And that's the real power of blended finance. Another way that we work on blended finance is that we work with uh, the technical assistance facility of the Pidge to provide grants to support capacity building workshops for local investors. Now, as I said earlier, one of the biggest barriers to getting local capital into infrastructure is this capacity gap, the ability to understand how to invest in infrastructure. What we do through these workshops is to educate investors about how to do that. And a workshop will typically cost, say, $100,000. But, you know, we have seen that investment of $100,000 result in investors preparing to take, 
you know, two, three million dollars of risk, which means that there's a big multiplier effect in terms of the actual public sector investment that's been made to try and get private capital in. And that's, again, another way of how we are using blended finance to support the development of local capital markets. Garantco's high international credit ratings from Fitch, AA- and Moody's, A1, go a long way to alleviate the concerns of risks. Is that right? That's exactly correct. So essentially, our guarantees, backed by our high credit ratings from Fitch and Moody's, help provide confidence. And fundamentally, that is the biggest gap. Knowledge builds confidence, and we are using our guarantees to help build confidence by basically giving investors an airbag. So if something goes wrong while they're driving their investment, to use the analogy, if something goes wrong, the airbag deploys, our guarantee deploys, and it basically protects them from any significant loss. So from their perspective, and given our high credit ratings are as good as government risk in their countries, a lot of these investors look at Garanka's guarantees as being as good as government risk from a local capital perspective. And that's why they're very beneficial to them and give helps give that confidence. But as I said, you know, our, our intention over time is to help build their confidence and their knowledge to a point where eventually they don't need our guarantees and are able to invest directly into infrastructure in their countries. Thanks, Lars. As I mentioned earlier, Garantco focuses on lower-income countries to create the most significant impact to support the alleviation of poverty. These countries are mainly the DAC 1 and 2 countries, which are defined by the OECD as the lowest-income countries in the world. I would now like to bring in Paul Horrocks, Head of Private Finance for Sustainable Development at the OECD, the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development. Paul, could you please provide a brief outline on what the OECD does and how you approach blended finance? Sure. Thanks very much for the invitation to this podcast. And so the the OECD is basically, I mean, it's contributing to the policy development of blended finance. Um, As a lot of the OECD membership sits on vast sums of finance, we want to really um, mobilise that finance through blending towards developing countries. So that's that's the goal that we're trying to um, to create with this policy agenda. Why why are we trying to do this? Well, I mean, blended finance is also a really important contributor to the SDGs, and we believe that the private sector not only brings finance but it also brings innovation and rigor. And blended finance has gained a lot of traction recently in international fora and in um, international bodies such as the G20 and G7. So we uh, at the OECD define blended finance, and this was agreed by the DAC or the Development Assistance Committee, as the strategic use of development finance for the mobilization of additional finance towards sustainable development in developing countries. So we're looking at the full potential at hand um, of what donors and DFIs can do to mobilize the private sector. We want to use the full capacities of those um, actors. So we want to use the full balance sheet of the DFIs. And therefore, in our definition, we include concessional and non-concessional development finance, thereby ensuring that all development finance resources are able to look to deliver development impact and that we're really mobilizing the private sector 
in order to increase that development pie. And how does the OECD support DAC donors to engage in blended finance? Well, we want to support the DAC. I mean, we are the um, secretariat to the DAC. So um, we basically work with them in terms of providing approaches. Um, How do we do that? We look at uh, developing evidence, policy advice. Um, An example of that is the um, OECD DAC blended finance principles that, as I've said, have received a lot of interest internationally. And those were five principles and um, agreed by the HLM high-level meeting of the DAC. And thereby, we are developing guidance in, on each of those principles um, and actually receive valuable input um, on that guidance from Garanko. So we're, we're grateful for that. Other examples of policy work are, for example, on uh, guarantees, where we've also um, been talking to... Uh, uh, senior uh, figures in Garanka about uh, best practice and ways of engaging uh, the local sectors, developing local capital markets. And then we've got other uh, work streams um, where we're looking at developing the evidence base, and that's looking at data, uh, what's going on in the market. And so we're looking very much at what's uh, happening in regards to funds and facilities. Finally, Paul. How do you believe Garantco's guarantee model can support the development of local capital markets in DAC 1 and 2 countries in particular? I mean, we've seen Garantco grow and become more innovative. And um, I think uh, guarantees are a really critical part of the development finance agenda. And they are really becoming an increasingly bigger piece in the jigsaw of development finance and how to solve Um, key um, development issues. Guarantees, first of all, are very popular uh, by the private sector in mobilising increasing amounts of private sector uh, finance. So first off, they're really important. Uh, Garanko is also unique in terms of that they're really looking at the local um, engagement and local actors and mobilising local capital, which is critical. So you've got to get things in the local currency and uh, Garanko, I mean, for the example of um, Garanko Nigeria being, being a sort of classic example. Let me just give you, I mean, to support the, the evidence base, um, I mean, we look at guarantees um, and we have a survey in terms of mobilising the private sector. And guarantees were the most effective instrument in terms of mobilising the private sector over the period that we looked at, which was from 2012 to 2018. And it was 80 billion or 39% of the private sector was mobilized through guarantees. Despite that, I think there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, on those LDCs um, that you mentioned, we are always pushing the development community and uh, blended finance as well to work harder, to work more effectively, because at the moment, LDCs are mobilizing only between something in the range of uh, uh, 5.3% on average. But despite that, I mean, I'll say guarantees made up 58% of that mobilization in terms of the instrument used. So they're still in the LDC context, uh, proving effective. Thank you very much, Paul, for those valuable insights. Garantco is also able to use its guarantees to extend the tenor of financing beyond established local capital market norms. In 2019, we provided a guarantee to a bank in Bangladesh 
to provide a 15-year local currency loan to the first utility-scale solar project in the country. Let's bring in Garant Coast Managing Director for Asia, Nishant Kumar. Nishant, what can you tell us about this solar project in Bangladesh? Garantco originated uh, uh, this solar project back in 2017 when uh, there was no bank in the country which was willing to invest in or lend to uh, any solar project. We helped structure the financing and provide first ever 15-year loan for the first grid-connected solar project in the country. Garantco with Pidge's uh, technical assistance facility also um, helped bring in uh, international best practices in terms of project management skills uh, and also implementing best-in-class health and safety standards for the project. Um, the plant became operational mid-2019 uh, and at peak production, the solar plant will cover up circa 80% of electricity uh, demand for the TechNAF region where uh, the electricity goes into the local grid. And the project already has showing transformational impact in the local community, in the local economy, and uh, will benefit roughly 136,000 people in terms of improved quality of service. And um, will also be uh, a contributor to nation's 10% uh, renewable energy mix by 2022. Although this technology is already well established elsewhere, the bank still needed to mitigate any risk involved in financing the project. So how was Garantco able to step in and help? This is where Garantco's uh, real value addition also comes into picture when it comes to de-risking the local banks and helping them get over the line where they are increasingly KG about um, providing financing to a sector which was which was never tested before in the country by any of the financing institutions. As I mentioned earlier, Garantco uh, brought in international best practices, and that also extended to financing. So we, a country which is where financing is mostly looked into from corporate angle and, and name lending, we brought in project finance based analysis. So we carried the bank along our due diligence process um, in, in analyzing the project on the standalone basis. Thereafter, we provided uh, roughly 50 to 55% guarantee to uh, local bank, which not only covered their credit risk for the project, for, um, but also helped them extend the tenor to up to 15 years because the banks in the country are um, um, have uh, ALM issues which prevents them from financing for more than eight to 10 years. While Garantco uh, helped uh, in, in the credit risk uh, management for only one of the local banks, but Garantco's involvement acted as, as a massive pull factor, as Lass had earlier mentioned, in terms of getting three other local banks across the line who could, uh, who could provide uh, the balanced 30 to 40% financing that was needed for this project. And not only does Garantco provide guarantees, but it also finances free-to-attend capacity-building workshops in local markets. One example is the training workshop we organised for a group of Nepalese banks. Could you please elaborate on this, Nishant? Yeah, definitely. So, 
these training workshops are designed to help uh, train and educate uh, the local financiers, the bankers, about how to assess the actual credit risk, the inherent risk that lies in uh, in those projects, and and that are needed to be addressed before providing financing to such projects. Um, the workshop that was funded by Pitch Technical Assistance Facility that taught the bankers about the basics of project financing and project risk assessment, which also resulted in uh, providing these banks uh, a 16-year local currency financing with uh, 90% guarantee from Garantco, who originally, by the way, were looking for 100% guarantee. Uh, the 10% residual risk um, that was uh, taken by the Nepalese banks we believe was uh, equivalent to almost 14 times the value of the grant provided by this technical assistance uh, facility. So I also wanted to mention and add here what Garant uh, Ho, with the help of Pitch technical assistance facility, achieved uh, in, in in 2019 in in, in Bangladesh. So um, with the grant funding of Pitch technical assistance facility, uh, Garant Ho had. Um, an international research agency to uh, to to conduct and release um, a market research uh, work listing down the key challenges for the development of uh, local capital markets and also what could be done uh, by the regulators and and the policymakers in the country which would enable the uh, the non bank financial institutions like insurance companies and pension funds in the country to invest in infrastructure uh, projects on long-term basis in the country. Along with that study or the book that Garantco uh, held finance and release, um, Garantco also organized a local capital market development workshop, which attracted uh, significant interest from the local banking and financing community. And this is another example where we see uh, Garantco's uh, and, and pitch technical assistance facility can help in uh, addressing the challenges for uh, financing infrastructure in, in some of these markets. Thank you very much, Nishant. The next example of the positive impact of blended finance that we're going to discuss is how we can use it to develop local currency guarantors to support the development of local capital markets. One such example is Garantco's partnership with the Nigerian Sovereign Investment Authority. We joined forces to set up InfraCredit Nigeria in 2016. Jules Samin, Garantco's Managing Director for Africa, joins me now. Jules, what can you tell us about InfraCredit Nigeria? Thank you, Mayolen. In 2016, Garantco acted as one of the founding sponsors for InfraCredit alongside the Nigerian Sovereign Investment Authority, providing fund, grant funding, capacity and experience to bring InfraCredit from concept to reality. InfraCredit aim is to facilitate access to the corporate bond market to first-time issuers, providing them access to long-term financing more appropriate for funding infrastructure. And how exactly does it work? Well, Garanko provides contingent capital, a form of guarantee to InfraCredit Nigeria, which is leveraged through InfraCredit to enable every dollars of public sector capital in Garanko to mobilize $81 of private sector investment in Nigeria. 
Galanco support will allow InfraCredit to mobilize pension fund and insurance fund to help to meet the significant infrastructure funding needs of Nigeria. It will also allow InfraCredit to open up infrastructure bond as an asset class to pension funds, helping to diversify fund portfolios heavily concentrated in Nigeria government securities. Blended finance on this scale can be transformational for local capital markets as InfraCredit Nigeria is proving. Going forward, it is the intention of Pitch to build feeder versions of InfraCredit Nigeria in other low-income countries across Africa and Asia to achieve the same goals. Thank you very much, Yul. We also have the CEO from InfraCredit Nigeria, Jinwa Azubika. Jinwa, welcome. What has InfraCredit Nigeria achieved so far? Through our guarantees, um, which is rated AAA locally, InfraCredit Nigeria has enabled Nigerian pension funds to invest in long-dated infrastructure transactions for the first time, thereby unlocking a pool of local currency liquidity equivalent to up to $10 billion in Naira equivalent that can be allocated as domestic credit to the private sector, which previously had been unavailable for infrastructure prior to InfraCredit's setup. So, you know, the setup was started in 2016, operation started in 2017. And um, since then, um, InfraCredit has mobilized um, the equivalent of about $87 million, Naira equivalent, um, in local currency bonds, extending the tenor of infrastructure debt from less than seven years to 15 years um, during its um, operations to date. We have enabled um, companies like Viathan, um, a, a, an off-grid operating um, infrastructure company, raise 10-year bond for the first time in 2017 ever in the capital markets. We enabled another company called North-South Power, um, a hydro operator, to up to finance for the first time ever a 15-year local currency bond that was certified as a green bond. We also helped another company called Gel Utility, which provides off-grid power um, solutions to also raise a similar tenor of 15 years um, in local currency. Now, these transactions were transactions that demonstrate um, financial inclusion because these companies otherwise were excluded from access to long-term financing. It also demonstrated innovation and market deepening. Uh, we created a new asset class for domestic pension funds. Either two, pension funds have been heavily invested in government securities. With InfraCredit's existence, we've opened up a new asset class called corporate infrastructure bonds, which is a new category of instruments that pension funds now invest in. So this is a significant change in market orientation. And we expect that this is a transitional part, really, to unlocking um, the, the opportunity for long-term local currency financing and for infrastructure in Nigeria. And could you please explain how InfraCredit Nigeria has benefited from Garantco's support? Yeah, um, we have, I mean, in multiple, I think firstly is the fact that um, we wouldn't exist today if Garanko's involvement in attempting to do what was considered impossible in, in 2016, which is to establish a local, for the first time, a locally based um, financial guarantor. So, you know, that, that I think is the first innovation. The second was sustaining innovation, which, which meant that we needed the technical capacity to evolve through a startup phase to a proven business model. 
and Garanko's involvement through technical assistance, getting involved in our credit committee in evaluating our underwriting and processes, um, and also working with the team through the early stage has also been invaluable in building market confidence and building capacity um, for the team and also supporting in um, capacity building with the local pension funds over the past two and a half years. So I think both on a, cap on a financial capacity side and on technical capacity, that support has been quite um, you know, significant in, in developing Infracredit to where it is today. Thank you very much for joining, Chinwa. So, specialised blended facilities like Garantco support a reduction of local currency risks for infrastructure projects, bringing in private sector investors and develop local capital markets. Combined, this creates a real valuable impact to the lives of people in lower income countries throughout Africa and Asia. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Garantco's approach and vision, please visit garantco.com.